Hello and welcome to this episode of the Inger Smarter and Better podcast. I'm your host, Christian Adlita, and today we are going to be talking about a little project of mine that has been going for the past couple of years. It has been a question that I've been dealing with for quite a while and something I think that I've finally come to a workable solution with. So what I've called this project is to filter. It is a to-do list filtering and sorting program that is supposed to figure out what is the best use of your time. Say you only have a few hours a day where you can do something, what is the best use of that time? And this productivity tool basically figures out what the most important thing is for that. Now, what I'm going to talk about is the mindset mentality and the principles put in place behind it so that you can put your own version in place. But the one that I'm going to be referencing and talking about is something that we talked about last episode, which we talked about the new journey we're going to be going on and how I finally created a Patreon page because I wanted to be able to support this podcast better um, with more consistency and higher level of quality and effort. And so I found that if I wanted to create a Patreon page, the reason I haven't for so long is I didn't feel adequate enough and I didn't feel like I was providing enough value for something of that. So what I did is I created and I've been working on this project um, called Two Filter in addition to multiple different resources that I've added to the Patreon page, all of which you can find and check out in the description section below. We're talking about all the notes from my reading, my personal Zettelkasten. You can get access to that. You can get one-on-one goal-setting calls, personalized goal sheets, all of these things, all of my past productivity tools that I've created, schedules, time trackers, health trackers, all of these things can be found in the Patreon. So give that a check out. That's in the description section below. Completely of your own decision. It's up to you if you want to do it. I've spent a lot of time and effort trying to make this the best thing that it can be. So let's talk about the the backstory of Two Filter. So as you guys know, I have been reading for quite a while. And one of the subject matters that I'm really in depth with is time management. I've read, I think, 10 to 15 books about time management so far. So you hear, you start to hear kind of repetitive ideas the more and more you read about them. But when one of the first books that I read was called Time Mastery, it was a very short book, it was 90 pages. But and that was one of the reasons that I read it is because, like, oh, this is a short book, I'll give this a go. And the author made really good use of the pages he had. He's like, look it, I'm not here to waste your time. You can get basically the same amount of information in half the pages that most books give. So here we go. Quickly goes through like 15 different elements and principles of time management. I was like, okay, this is awesome. And it's the first time I ever heard about these things. I was like, this is amazing. He talked about this one principle called um, the 80-20 rule. We have made episodes on these in the past, so you can definitely go check those out. Um, but I'm going to give a very brief introduction of the principle of the 80-20 rule now. So the 80-20 rule basically states that for the amount of effort you put in, you can get more um, output. So it only takes 20% of effort to get 80% of the output. And how this principle came to be is basically this uh, scientist in Italy noticed that 20% of the citizens of Italy held 80% of the land. He also noticed that 20% of the pea pods in his garden held 80% of the peas. And so he dubbed this 
the 80-20 principle. Um, it has other names, but this is the thing that I refer to because it is the easiest to remember. <laughs> so this principle has been very interesting because it comes down to, okay, if you only have a limited amount of time, what you should do is the things that are take 20% of the time to get 80% of the results. That's how you get more results for time put in. And I was like, okay, this, this makes perfect sense. And then there's other principles that are like, okay, da 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 We'll, we'll put this all together and I'm trying to figure out, okay, when I'm looking at my to-do list, when I'm looking at the things that I have that I want to do, um, my my stuff hiding in thoughts list, what should I do? Because there's a lot of different things that are biting me for my time and there's some things that are hard to equal out. So it's hard to say, okay, is reading this book more or less important than doing this assignment? Or is reading this book or doing this assignment more or less important than doing the dishes or getting a haircut or these things, right? So what it's really been trying to figure out is how do you compare things for return? And how do you compare things for effort and the reward you get out of those things? So what I've come up with has been kind of evolving. So the first thing that I found that really kind of played into this was the 80-20 principle. How do you get more out of less? And how do you get the most out of your time? So then the next thing that I came across, which is another great book um, called First Things First, great book, and it talked about, okay, it brought into this idea and this concept that makes it very easy. It's a very easy tool to use called the Eisenhower Matrix. We've talked about this as well in past episodes about time management. The ti- The Eisenhower Matrix was something used by President um, Eisenhower. And what he basically had is he had this, think of it as a grid with four different boxes in it, or a matrix as it's better known. And think that you have on one axis, so say from top, from left to right, there's one side that says urgent, the other side says not urgent. And then on going from top to bottom, you have important and then not important. What he said is that basically you don't want to focus, you don't want to do anything that's in the not important, not urgent. You don't want to do you want to try to delegate as much as the things as possible that are urgent but not important. And then what you want to do is you want to try and get rid of as many things or do as many things in the urgent and important things as fast as possible. But where you get the most return out of your time is the things that are not urgent but are important because those things oftentimes prevent things becoming urgent. So say preventing fires before they happen, like making sure that you're using the right type of equipment beforehand, before any emergencies or things break, these sorts of things, the preparation and the planning, the scheduling, that type of phase is much more important than dealing with constant fires. And that was kind of this interesting principle that came out of that, but it was a very easy way to put things down. You you ask yourself two different questions. You ask yourself, okay, is this important? Yes or no? And then you put it in this side. Is this urgent? Yes or no? Then you put it on this side. And then you can get something that you can do. And this was a very easy tool to use because it just it makes it simple. There's only two questions and it works for like 80% of the time. Now here is the next book that I read that completely flipped over everything that I thought about. And we've talked about this in more recent episodes um, about how to get how to multiply your time. And this book was called Procrastinate on Purpose. A funny story about this book, I got it for like 14 cents at like a a library sale or something like that, but that 14 cents has been worth 
it's been it, literally return on investment is probably worth billions of dollars or something like that because it is just such an amazing, amazing book. And the principles about it, which we've talked much more in depth in past episodes, so you can go check those out. Um, but basically, the principle said, okay, you have your Eisenhower matrix from uh, first things first, right? And it says that things are important and things are urgent, and you should do things and make decisions based off those things. But what if there's a third axis? There's three dimensions to this, something called significance. So maybe things are important and urgent, but then they're also significant. And significance is where you start to multiply your things. It's uh, multiply your time. And how do you get more return for your time and how it changes your initial perspective? So this is where significance, this simple word and the simple idea completely changes the way that you think about your to-do list. Because significance is about how much it matters over a period of time, a length of time. So say exercise on an important and not important and urgent scale, exercise would not be as important or urgent because it's not, it's a very long-term based thing. Now, exercise from health base, if you're thinking 10 years in the future, all the exercise you do now to get your body into shape right now helps you out tremendously over the next 10 years. So right now, when you're thinking about insignificance, there's no reason you shouldn't be. It's the same thing with investing. Investing takes a little bit of time to do your research and all of these things, your due diligence. And on the important and urgent scale, it might not be as high a priority. But when you put significance over the line, if you're only 16 years old, then you should be doing everything in your power to invest everything you got because that's going to be worth 10, 20, 30 times more in the future. And that's the point. The point is that significance has extramental benefits. It has, ex what is it called? Exponential benefits in the future. So these things, are, it, it just changes the way you think about things. And then he also brought up these different principles, which we've talked about, which is basically you can multiply your time by eliminating certain things, by not doing them, automating them, having someone else do them, uh, delegating it or putting it away and procrastinating on it, waiting for the right time to strike, basically. And so all of these different principles came into play, and I was like, this really changed because I was thinking in simple two-dimensional things. Okay, first off, 20% of the, I can do 20% of the effort, get 80% of the rewards, and then also I should be things on important and urgent. Great. Now, this thing completely blew my mind. I was like, okay, first off, everything that I do now to try to get more time in the future multiplies my time. So I can get an actual return on my time investment. And that's where these principles and these ideas started to come before. Okay, if there's a return on investment for time equation, then there must be an equation that you can make for how much value you get from that. And so what I created was two filter. Two filter was the accumulation of all of these different principles, ideas that we just talked about and putting them into practice into a simple program. And the thing that I was dealing with was how do you make an equation that rates everything on a single number? And the reason it's a single number is because you can put things higher or lower based off that number. Now, the way that I did it, maybe you might not agree with completely. I think that this works based off of everything that I've read um, over the course of the years, as well as attacking some cognitive biases that we possibly have. Um, so going into this two filter works on a simple sale. You basically have a list of things, you have your task, you have how many days are left, and it has a score, and then with a suggestion on what it thinks you should do based off of your questions and your input. So now on the input side of things, you have 
Um, again, you have you have a checkbox for done, so you can mark it done. You have a title. You have a link, which basically just allows you to find it easier on the um, the in the visual side of things. Then you have a date of when you added it to make sure that when you add the thing, it doesn't get put off for an infinite item, and you're basically the task that you put on that you don't put it off for 10 weeks. After 10 weeks, it will like put a cross through to remind you that you put this thing on too far away ago. Are you still trying to do it? And if so, you should re-add it or re-add the date to remind you in seven days that you haven't done it yet. So then you add a description. If there's any notes you want to add to make sure you can add tags. And what this allows you to do is create list based off tags. So if you like a learning list, then what you can do is like say, okay, do I, should I be practicing uh, German, Spanish, should I be reading, like learning wise, what should I be focusing on? And you have a due date. Now here's, now these are all different things that are inputs into this list. So you can see where this number in this equation comes from. This equation comes from everything that we just talked about. So the due date is something interesting because what basically the due date figures out if things are urgent or not. And what that means is, should it be higher or lower on the list? Urgent things are more important, but there is situations, and this is where I had trouble. There are situations where something might be urgent. It might be due the next day, but there's something that is even more valuable that you should be focusing your time on. Say you have something that's urgent, like a paper or due or something like that, but the detriments are very low. The detriments are very low because they're only a simple grade or something like that, right? In the long-term perspective of the next 10 years, that value, that detriment, that negative circumstance may not be as important as something else. There might be something that has so much more value, so much more benefits, or even more detriments than the previous thing we just talked about. For example, setting up investing. It might take like two to three hours, but that two to three hours is going to be worth more than the two to three hours takes to create a paper or an assignment. And that's what I wanted to tackle. I wanted to make sure that this list didn't just say that because this thing is due the next day, that it should be done at the very highest on the list. What I wanted to make sure happened is that what is important gets prioritized, but it's important over a long period of time. Now, for example, say you have something that might be important, but it just isn't worth very long. That will get lower down the list because it doesn't matter over a significant amount of time. So that's kind of where this to do the due date itself comes into play. A due date only comes into play within four days or within three days of its due date. And the reason I have that is that at four or five days out, and I'm going to have this so you can change the number if you want. But basically the way that this works is that your due date shouldn't be like really coming into play until you need to start working on it. This comes into the procrastinating on purpose idea, where if you are putting it off till the best time to do it, which for me is about three days out. So the best time to do things is within three days to the day it's due. So what you really have to do is just, it's kind of like making sure that it doesn't get prioritized until that time period, until it's the best time to do it. So what happens is that before that, there's no multiplier, no anything on the list. Now what happens is on three days, the day it becomes three days away from being due. Then what happens is it gets put within the top 80%. There's a modifier that puts it within the top 80% on that list. And it might, if the value is even higher, it'll put it at the top of the list, but it multiplies it by 80% roughly of what it would take to get to that point. 
So now it's even higher on the list. Now, two days away, it's 90%. With, th- with one day away, it's 95%. You see, it's still not on the top of the list. And the reason why is you might have something that's worth five value, five benefit, but still not be worth the 10 benefit or the, the urgency of that. So you don't want to have something that has a low value be put up higher than something that has a high value, even though the date might be close. Now on the due date, itself it'll be put up within the 99%. So there's still prioritize the next best thing, but the multiplier should basically put on top of the list. Now when it is past the due date, it immediately gets put on the top of the list no matter what the score is. So then you have length of time or deferred. Deferred basically allows you to put this item off until like next month or next week on the weekend, whenever you want to deal with this list, but you don't want to see it during the week or don't want to have the um, the score go into the equation. Then you have the benefits. The benefits and detriments are kind of where you get your value from. The benefits are the positive things that you see happening from completing this task. If you work, you get money. That's a positive benefit. And it's on a scale of one to 10. Now, then you have detriments. And now I use this word detriments basically means the negative consequences. Detriment is a negative consequence. Benefit is a positive consequence. So what we're talking about here is leveling things based off consequence, which is referenced a lot in this book called The Now Habit about how to avoid procrastination and decide what you want should be doing with your time. So you see, I'm I'm still implying these different principles from these different books. So detriments are way more highly valued to you as a person than benefits. You might just not realize it. You might think, oh, if something has a 10 benefit, then it should be done much more than something that has a five detriment. And that's not the case. They're actually worth roughly the same because your brain associates detriments or negatives higher than benefits. If you, if some, if I were to take a hundred dollars from you, right? That feeling of me taking $100 away from you has the same amount of benefit to you or the same amount of feeling negatively as me giving you $200 does positively. So you see there's this give and take here. And I've made sure to account for this in the value equation where basically detriments are worth more than benefits because they feel more tangy. They feel like you're you're built to avoid negatives and then chase positives, but you're built more to avoid negatives because death is much more dangerous than trying to get happiness for a day. And that's kind of like as a survival mechanic. And I've made sure to put this into the formula here. And then we talk about the effects length. So this is your benefit and your uh, detriments how long do they last? This is where significance comes to play. Doing the dishes. Doing the dishes might have a five benefit, but if it only lasts a day, it should be very low on the list. Now, on the opposite hand, you might have something that's very low, like maybe I'm trying to think of something simple, like applying for a credit card or applying for a savings account, setting up something financially that will take over a long period of time. Now, that benefit might be lower in your case. You might put that lower, but if it lasts for the next five years, if it lasts for the next 10 years, whatever you're thinking of using it, then that is going to be worth so much more to you because it's that same value over that period of time. And so think of it as like a return on investment cost. It's like whatever the profit is over the time of that cost, of that investment. So what happens here is it's the value over time over the length of time is part of this equation. And then, so these are the basically the benefit, 
the detriments, the length of time that it takes to complete it, the effect length, how many years, how many days does this come into play, and then if it's its due date. Those are the main principles that come into this equation. And then I also have an additional tab that references the episodes that we talk about in the past. It forces you to basically ask yourself the question. This is basically a yes or no checkbox. And this is where our suggestions come into place. So is it something that's optional? And this is something that can be can you eliminate it without very much negative effects? So if it's something optional, it's something that you're doing kind of as an addition or something that's not necessarily required for your everyday life. And you might find that there might be a lot of things that are actually optional once you start to think in that mindset. Then can it be systematized? Is this something, and then this is these are all yes or no. So is it optional? We'll say no. Um, is it something that can be systemized? Is it something that you can set in place something where every day you'll get an email with the weather so you don't have to check the weather like every single day and it just pops up in your inbox? Or is this something that can be gotten rid of? Like these sorts of things. Is it something that can be put in place or automated? Yes or no. Is this something that someone else can do? You're paying yourself at, to do everything, either your rate of pay or someone else's. So is it worth it for you to pay to do this thing or is it worth it for someone else to do this thing? Yes or no. Can this wait until later? And now this question might change over a period of time. Yes, you can wait on later today, but maybe not tomorrow. And this is a question that you're just going to have to occasionally check in. But most times there's going to be something where you can procrastinate on things forever because there's no deadline. Can you wait on investing today? Sure. Can you do it tomorrow? Sure. Can you do it the next day? Sure. Can you do it three years from now? Sure. You can still wait, but where are the benefits going to be, right? It, if you keep waiting, and that's part of the thing is it's to ask when is the right time? Maybe the right time is now because there is no deadline, or maybe you set yourself a deadline. Now, something that's awesome about this program is you can set a due date for your own stuff. So you say this weekend, by the end of this weekend, I want to have set up an investing account. Done. You set that up as a due date, then over the course of the weekend, it will be put higher and higher. And that question of can this wait until later will go, no, I have to do this now. And then that is all of the parts that really come into play when we're talking about the two filter. And you see, I've put a lot of time and effort into making this thing awesome. Um, there are quite a few other things that I have put in as little cool features that I really enjoy. And this has been something, a tool that I have been looking for on the app store, looking for on wine to see, okay, how does this, where can I get something that works? And so far I haven't found anything. So I was like, okay, it's up to me. I'm going to have to make something. I started off making a web app. Um, I shared some screenshots and the link in the discord, the YSB community discord. So you can check those out. Um, but it really came to me where I was like, man, this is, this isn't out there very much. So what I did is I created my own tool, um, in a spreadsheet. I did all the equations and everything, and then I made it available to you. If you decide to become a YSB Patreon, we can, I can give you access to this, to your own version of it with your own customizations, if you so choose. And you know, that is what I have decided to create as a way to support this podcast in the upcoming times where it's going to be harder and harder to put time and forth effort into this. I wanted to add something that could give you value and that you could support the podcast and the show and the continued content 
um, with that going forward. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, this has been quite a fun project, something that I've been looking forward to very long time to actually having something that works in place. Um, it has actually quite surprised me on some of the different things that this list has, or this uh, equation has really kind of said, okay, maybe you should work on this instead of this. Um, there was quite a different times like applying for, um, applying for scholarships and applying for even like a credit card or something like that is weighed higher than I would have originally thought. And what's interesting is that if you because you can't kind of like automatically keeping consistent on your values and because this um, because we're using a benefit versus detriment is that it keeps consistent with different categories. So we'll keep consistent with if you have a podcast versus working a job versus doing this or that, it will keep the weighing scale consistent even through different levels. And now there's, of course, you're, there's things, and this is kind of the disclaimer here, um, the disclaimer of this is that when you're dealing with something like this and when you're dealing with an equation that is built off of all of these different metrics and something, there might be something where you might have to put in personal judgment to say, okay, maybe this thing should be done higher than other things. Now, this is where I've come up with my own system for this, which I give things a tag called, really need a better name for this, um, we're adults here. We can talk about this. Um, but I'll just call it crap for right now. So I have a tag called crap. And then I have a crap list that is all of the things that are given low values. Um, for example, filling out vehicle registration government forms. That was on my list for quite a while. And now I have the crap thing, the uh, crap tag. And what happens is it creates its own list that you can see from top to bottom of all the things that are not very highly valued, but are required to do. So these are things like government forms for if you're moving to a different state, for example, where you have to fill out all these stupid forms for transferring titles and this thing and that thing and whatnot. These things that are due, they don't like have very much benefit and they might not have a lot of detriments, although I guess fines and all that stuff is a detriment. Um, but you're like, these are things you don't want to do, but you have to do. The, that sort of thing. Um, these are things that if you if you could eliminate them, you would, but you can't and you have to do them yourselves. So I've created a list for this that also gets prioritized, um, but just as a way it has its thing. I, I call it um, the acronym uh, Stuff Hiding in Thoughts. And this is like the things that I'm that are like kind of nagging away in my mind when I'm trying to go to sleep. These are the things like, oh, I've got to do that form tomorrow, or oh, I've got to do this thing, or oh, I've got to do that. I've got to do the dishes. I've got to do this thing or that thing, right? And it puts it in its own list to make sure that it actually gets done. Um, so that's another thing. Um, also, another part of this disclaimer is that you need to put your own, like this thing is basically made to delegate mental decision-making uh, to an extent, but not completely. Um, I've made this to try and ease up the brain of trying to figure out the what what should I be doing, right? But it's not complete. You're going to have to still look at the list and say, okay, you know what? This might be on the top of the list, but this thing just really needs to get done. And even though it's not on the top of the list, I know mentally for my own sake that I need to get this done before I can start focusing on other things. And that's fine. That's kind of, that's part of the list to kind of just allow you to see how these things weigh against one another. So 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to check out this, I have made a more in-depth um, description of it and with some pictures on the Patreon page itself. So you can find that in the description section below. If you want to support me on Patreon, it really does make a huge effort and a huge help to the show. Um, it will allow me to spend less time working and possibly on college stuff and more time on the show, which I would really, really love to have happen um, just because of the, how hard it is for time and consistency with everything nowadays. Um, but thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that this helped you out and made you think a little bit more deeply about what you decide to do with your day, what little things on your to-do list may not be most important. Um, but thank you so much for listening to this episode. And as always, stay hungry for knowledge. <laughs>